0: Welcome to Writers with Wrinkles, where authors Beth McMullen and Lisa Schmid iron out the wrinkles in writing, publishing, and everything in between, one podcast at a time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 41. We've done a little rebranding of our Hot Tips episodes into Top 5 Deep Dive episodes. These are lists of writing tips that we hope you can put into practice right away, and we're super excited about doing these. We have a lot of topics on deck that I think you'll find really interesting. Anyway, what's going on, Lisa?
1: What is going on? Well, I have survived day two (laughs) of high school (laughs) drop-off.
0: I feel like that could be a TV series. You know, what's so drama.
1: F- you know what's so funny? I was, when I was dealing with it, I was just thinking this would be a really good murder mystery, like the <laughs> the setting, because I'm always thinking about the people I want to kill. <laughs> so yesterday, and it's so funny because I, mar- I, and my Facebook page, I marked myself safe from <laughs> first day of high school drop
0: off. So are you in the kind of situation where it's got like the, the circular driveway and everybody pulls in and cause I've seen those get really violent.
1: In my opinion, by high school, you should know what you're doing, you know, (laughs) but I just feel like, Oh,
0: you give people too much credit. (sighs) I know. Well, and I also,
1: there's always somebody like, I have a nemesis and I think I've talked about her before. I have not seen her yet, but there is, (laughs) we. I can't even talk about her, but there is, there's always people doing crazy stuff like yesterday and, and you've got ninth graders who like have new moms and dads that have never been to the high school before that they're just like, Oh my God, what's going on? Where do you, cause it's a big high school. And I, as I was pulling up, you know, I saw fender bender. And I'm like, there's the first accident of the year. It's, you know, they, we didn't even make it past the morning. And then as I, after I dropped off Ollie, I was going down the hill and I watched this mom and it was like slow motion. I was like, no, she made a U-turn in front of oncoming traffic.
0: Like right back into the line of cars coming in.
1: Yes. And I just sat there watching it, just going, she's, she's. Did Never going to freak out, you know, <laughs> I have a, one of my mom friends is in charge of like, she's like the PTO president or whatever. And so I was, you know, texting her and I'm just like, you know, these are my issues with <laughs> with drop off that we need to address. And she's like, are you volunteering to be like, <laughs> the parking
0: oh, no. monitor?
1: <laughs> I'm like, no, I said, I would get beat up the first day. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, me too. I would get, I would get run out of town. That would not work.
1: Well, I just feel like it's, you know, survival of the fittest. It's, you know, it's like queering 101. You're just kind of, you know, (laughs) bobbing and weaving and hoping not to get horrible rejection. And you're just like, then when you pop out the other side, still alive and you're, you know, free to go home. And that's what I always say to all, I'm like, we're free. We're out. We're out. We're
0: out. But, you know, if you don't want to be the the writer equivalent of the parent who made the U-turn. No. Which is why you need to listen to our show. Because we will save you from being the parent making the U-turn into oncoming traffic in front of everybody. I'm sure to their students' utter humiliation.
1: Oh, I know. Every time I see somebody do something crazy, I just think, oh. That poor that poor kid is just mortified right now. So yeah, it's you know, and we're day two, and it'll it'll people work themselves out, but there's always those people that are just can't help themselves. They're just in their own way. They're making mistakes, and so yeah, you're right. It's like listen to writers with wrinkles, and we'll try to help we you will avoid save those.
0: you from <laughs> humiliating yourself in front of the whole world. That's why we're here. We're here to help you. We are here to help you.
1: Because I've already done that. So I want to save everybody else.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, today's top five deep dive is things you need to keep in your head when you're writing a series. Now, I've written, a, I've written, oh gosh, one, two, three, four series. And these are five things that I wish someone had told me at the beginning, because it would have made my life way easier. But if there's one thing I excel at, it's making my writing life harder. So again, we want to save you from that. So five things that will help you write a better series. Number one, pick your genre carefully. Some genres lend themselves really nicely to writing a series. I'm thinking about mysteries, police procedurals, detective stories, amateur sleuth stories. Some are an uphill battle. For instance, if you're writing a family saga about one particular situation, it's hard to make a series out of that and make sure that your concept is hefty enough for multiple books. Some ideas are just too thin to sustain over multiple entries. So make sure you think of an idea that's big enough to hold multiple books. That's number one. Number two, this one is actually really interesting, I think. And most people don't think about it, but it's important to do upfront because it will determine the way that your series goes, and that is the type of series. So there's episodic, which means you read it in order for it to make sense. Think about like Harry Potter, for example, or there's a serial version, which is like the same hero on different adventures and the order doesn't matter that much. For that, I'm thinking of all the different detective series that are out there. Those usually, they can stand alone but it's the same main character or interlinked, which is the same world and different characters. If any of you have watched the series Fargo, that's a great example of that because it all takes place in the same place, but the characters change. It's important to decide that up front because that is going to determine obviously how you write your series. Setting is as important as character. You need to pick a place that can sustain your story over multiple volumes. It has to have, it can be a small place, but it has to have a lot of details built out in your head. You need to build a world that is not going to trap you later by being too small or just wrong and not sustainable. So think about your setting before you pick it. If you pick a city Make sure that you know it well enough, either by having lived there or visited there or done a lot of reading about it, that you can expand on the adventures of your hero because they need somewhere to go. And this all has to happen in this box that you've built. Ah, uh, Number four, this one is like the one that makes me cry because I never, ever did it. Oh,
1: my God. Are you going to say the Bible? <laughs> the series Bible? <laughs> Is that what's coming?
0: Yes. I knew
1: it. I knew it. I've been waiting and I've been waiting to like
0: cry and cry and cry. So, Ah. have a plan. Even a little baby plan is better than no plan. So, character development is going to span multiple books. So, you have to think it through. If you fly by the seat of your pants, you're going to make a lot of pain and tears later. Questions to ask yourself, how is your character going to age? How will you mark time through the series? And does each book have enough of a plot to stand on its own, even if that plot is advancing your overarching series story? So consider a, drum roll, series Bible to keep track of all this good stuff that you're brainstorming. That is just a document where you're writing down, characters, their names, their birthdays, their descriptions, their pet peeves, their idiosyncrasies, any of those things that you're going to have to come back to repeatedly. And you don't want to screw up because I can absolutely tell you, if you screw that stuff up, your readers will be emailing you and saying, Hey, you screwed this up. So you don't want to do that. You know, you can add plot points in there, things that you're doing in book one that you know you're going to use in book two. Just make a note of it. Keep track of it. Organize it however you'd like. Do it on index cards. Do it on a giant whiteboard. Do it in a a Word doc. Whatever works for you, but keep track. So important. I never did this, and I wished I had because, boy, it would have made my life so much easier. Number five, Use secondary characters to add freshness. So you've got a cast of characters. Everybody loves these characters and that's why they're coming back. But in order to add a little spice, a little excitement, you know, the the new characters can be a help. They can be a hindrance. They have, they can bring something new and different to the table. You need that. You need that little bit of, of new energy in the story. So your old characters can play off your new characters. You can show different sides of your original characters by having them interact with these secondary characters. And I have to say from my experience, these secondary characters end up being the most fun because by book three, four, whatever, honestly, you're a little sick of your own original characters. You've been hanging out with them a lot. So now you get a chance to introduce New, fresh, different, interesting characters to the lineup, and you can use those to bring a little bit of energy to a new um entry in the series. I have a bonus number six. This is really supposed to be a list of five, but I think this one is actually very important, and we kind of forget about it when we're in the trenches of writing the series. You need to know when to say peace out and move on. Know when to end the series. Know when you are just regurgitating the same stuff over and over again. Because at that point, you want to let go of the characters. You want to move on to something else. You don't want to drag them along for a long time, well, after they have served their usefulness. And we all could name many, many series that go on for too long. So do yourself a favor and quit while you still love your own books.
1: That's good advice.
0: Those are my series advice. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of crying I have done over book twos, book threes, book fours, whatever. Like it's just
1: like a tragedy. But no, well, the, the ironic thing about that is each time I'm like, have you done a series Bible? And you look at me. I wish everyone could see your cute little owl glasses. (laughs) You look so wise.
0: I look like it. I look like the wise old. I look like the wise old wrinkly owl.
1: You're not wrinkly. You. uh, (laughs) But anyway, like how many times have you done a serious Bible? And you just kind of look at me.
0: Well, let me see. I can "Mm -hmm." count how many times. Every time. I know. every time I have failed to do it. So again, let's just tie this all in. (laughs) We don't want you to be the person who is turning the U-turn in front of all the traffic. We want to save you from yourself. Do the Bible. Don't be me. Do not be me.
1: I am really impressed right now with how we've worked my high school drop-off drama into this episode so effectively.
0: It's part of the DNA of this episode now.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, it's just, I, I have to tell people this because we were a hot mess at the beginning. <laughs> there were so many issues today. Like I couldn't get Zoom going.
0: I had to call in my son. I recorded <laughs> the first paragraph 10 times and yeah. I couldn't, I just couldn't make it, I couldn't make it work. And That's this like- happens. Like we, I know we sound pretty good when we're done, but uh, during it. Sometimes it's just word salad and nobody knows what we're talking about. And I don't know what we're talking about, but we did, we managed to persevere. And here we are <laughs> at the end of our five things list, which is really six things today. Please forgive me.
1: Very good. It was a good list. It's, it's so funny because Leslie, when I, my agent, when I was talking to her the other day, she was just like, you know, cause I'm working on this new manuscript and it's my time travel one. It's making my head really hurt and she's like, well, just keep in mind, you know, the publisher may want a second Heart and Souls. And I'm like, mm,
0: <laughs> okay. Seriously. So my very first book that I ever published or sold was called Original Sin. And it's a a spy thriller. And I, saw, I, I had only written one. I'd never written a book before. Uh, it ended. Like it ended. There was an end and everybody went off on their merry way. And that was like the last I was going to spend with these characters. And then the publisher who bought it said, you know, we'd like to do another one of these. And I panicked. I didn't know, like, what? How do you do that? I'm sure if I had like gone to school for writing, they would have had a class, how to write a second in your series. But I didn't take that (laughs) class. I don't know what that, I I had no idea what to do. So I went out to the bookstore and I bought, I, I found like all the Tom Clancy and Clive Cussler and all of these series books. And I bought the second book Uh in all of these series. So I had like seven of these books and then I read them and I did exactly what you were always telling everybody to do, which is like, I took notes and- I looked for the patterns and I tried to just dissect these second in a series about how do they bring people up to speed? How do they present all the information in book 1 that was pertinent but not overload it? How do they present the character in a quick way that everybody knows where they're at? And it was like there's definitely a pattern that second books follow. Maybe someday we'll t- we'll do that. We'll unpack a second book and look at all of those things.
1: Ooh, that's interesting.
0: That is all for today's episode. We are really grateful we got through it because it looked like it was going to be touch and go there for a while. We will be back next week with independent editor Sangeeta Mehta, who's going to talk to us about the difference between young adult and middle grade. We get questions about this a lot. She's really good at helping us understand what makes one young adult, what makes one middle grade. So tune in for that. If you have ever had a question about, you know, where your book might fall in that continuum, that's going to be a super interesting episode. And until then, happy reading, writing, and listening. Bye, Lisa.
1: Bye, Beth. Bye, guys.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Writers with Wrinkles. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.